go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. and congregation is your girl Lacey Mosley aka Scam Goddess and we're back with another installment of the podcast all about robbery fraud and those who practice it Scam Goddess oh how are y'all doing out there okay wow that's wild yeah that's a response you could say to anything like it could be good news bad news like wild you know what I mean but hey parasocial girl is I'm very yes excited elated we have some guests that we've had on the show before. We are so lucky that we have somehow scammed them back on the program. And y'all are going to love this. I know you truly are. We have two amazing guests on the show. One is an actress and comedian whose half hour comedy special you can check out in season three of Netflix, The Stand Ups, which I've watched this and it's funny as fuck. Our other guest is a writer, podcaster, and former philosophy professor. Ew, okay, no doubt about you. <laughs> Today, they host the hilarious podcast, Couples Therapy, which you can check out anywhere that you get your podcast. I've been on this podcast. I love this podcast. Get into Couples Therapy. Everybody be over there having a good time. Congregation, please welcome the recently married Naomi Ekparrigan and Andy Beckerman back to the podcast. What is up, Naomi and Andy? Hey. Hey. Lacey. Lacey. <laughs> I don't appreciate that you trained trained AI to sound like my sister to scam us on here and have her call up and be like, <laughs> they, they're holding my child hostage if you don't go on Scam Goddess. I don't appreciate that. Yes. And learning it right now at the she beginning. She called from a Mexican prison. Yes. That's the only way to get Andy <laughs> and to come. Holding Meanwhile, the baby me, I go, I have a grievance. I need a platform. <laughs> that's literally what happened. So they only text me and was like, I got, sh- I got shit to say. <laughs> <laughs> And I need to say it into a microphone. And I was like, absolutely, sis. I I always can understand that. That's me, too. That's why I'm here. Wait, so I am so excited to have you all back on the podcast. Y'all are recently married. Congratulations on getting the government involved in your sex life. Thank you. (laughs) Y'all are like, we love each other so much. We got to get the government. We have a third. You have to add a third. You have to if you want to keep things spicy. Mm-hmm. Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam is everyone's unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's got a weird hat, which is like what, you know, a threesome requires. Like, I've never <laughs> been approached by someone for a threesome and the guy wasn't in like a fedora or like some kind of a weird hat. Like, the woman's hot mm-hmm. as shit and the guy's mm-hmm. in a weird hat. <laughs> I've never been approached. By anyone. Well, honey, this is why people have to use AI to get you to show up. They can't they can't cold call you. They can't roll up on you. Oh, is that what happens? Couples just cold call. They just they like they just go through and they're like, we gotta find a third. Our entire relationship 
it's failing. It would be hilarious if it was a cold call. It's oftentimes like you're at a bar <laughs> somewhere. I've had like one time I was working at a hotel in Pittsburgh and they like just were like, you're so cute. Like and left the key to their room. Oh, oh. And a Pramonti Brothers sandwich next to it. <laughs> yeah, with fries on it. Yeah, they were like, get your energy up and then you come right on up to room 418. We're going to do it. <laughs> I was like, now... Is that, it's a real gamble unless you've made multiple key copies because they gave you the key, but then you're like, I'm not going up there to be murdered. Right. So then the key is just sitting out there loose at the bar. Wait, wait. What you could have done is gone, spied from around the corner, wait till they left their room again, and then just gone in and taken their stuff. I know. I didn't think about I, I literally was having the same thought, Andy, as you said it. It was like, I could have robbed them. <laughs> like, what the fuck was I doing? I could have just robbed them. I worked at the hotel. So when they walk out, I could have oh. just been like, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they would have deserved that. What are you gonna get that hat was egregious. They that woman was so sexy. <laughs> I was like, Maybe if you watch and we just do something, <laughs> like we right, fucking right. just watch. But yeah, you hide behind your hat. We'll be yeah. In the you bed. keep your hat on. You sit in the chair in the corner. <laughs> you go in the bathroom. You turn the water on the faucet so you can't hear anything. Like that's how you can be a third. Because nah, bro, not you. But her, I thought about it. <laughs> but you're right. I could have robbed them. Well, this is gonna be like a little bit of a like unconventional what's uh or like what's your relationship with scams because we already know what we're talking about but i did get some themed letters that i want your opinions on after okay okay. but okay what i gotta know what is your relationship with scams right now especially coming off of one of the greatest you know places to be scammed which is nuptials like what Mm. i'm still reeling i'm still reeling from the greatest scam I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't I'm... left our apartment in weeks <laughs> because we're just so scared that someone's going to scam us now. It is, you know, and it's funny because I thought that armed with the knowledge that it was a scam, mm-hmm. being grown, yes. doing it ourselves, meaning paying for it ourselves, you know, and it's like, yeah. I thought that was somehow going to help us bypass some of the scammers. Mm. But Lacey, they will not let they will not let you out of their clutches no. without bleeding you. Okay, dry. so let's no. you no are walking what... fully ahead, knowing you're a mark, and just walking into this and and like opening yourself up. And do you know what it is? It's like a bunch of uh, you ever see that in uh, action movies where people are uh, about to shoot you and there's all those little laser dots on you. Yes, yes, that's what it's like walking into <laughs> the wedding scam. Any vendor's <laughs> office <laughs> having laser pointers trained right between uh-huh. your eyebrows. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Know. Okay, so I have specific questions now. One of my friends, I think you know Laura Chen, maybe, but oh, yeah, um, yeah. when she got married, she kind of did this thing that I was like, "This is brilliant." Where she didn't like for the wedding dress, she didn't say that it was a wedding dress. She just went places and. Be like what kind of white dresses y'all got <laughs> <laughs> like, so they couldn't get her that way yeah. but like Naomi d- did you have any issues with the wedding dress <laughs> wait wait Lacey, Lacey, like that? Lacey my wedding was Saturday March 11th I didn't have my dress in hand until Wednesday March 8th mm. so did I have any issues with the wedding dress yeah, I had multiple that's... multiple was that the biggest scam I mean not the biggest scam but was that the most uh, anxiety causing scam Absolutely. Okay. I literally had yeah. to disassociate. You was going to my... be naked down the aisle. Thank you. I said, I'm going to be in a white potato sack at this point, <laughs> tied together with twine. Because, okay, so here's what I'd done. I had bought my dress online at like a pre-owned dresses store. Because okay. my thinking was, 
You wear it once. Why should I spend thousands of dollars? There was a dress that I had had my eye on because we were supposed to get married in 2020. And as you all know, that went sideways. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I like that dress. I looked around. I didn't see anything else. And I thought, well, maybe I can find that dress online. So I get the dress and it needs a little work. So I'm like, okay, right, well, the dress was a pretty, yeah, the dress was a, was a pretty, you know, it was a decent price. It was low price. And I thought, okay, if I got to put a couple hundred on it, a few hundred on it. And, you know, Lacey, I'd be out here trying to support black owned business. Oh, and I was done so dirty when I tell you this young woman. And the reason why I talk about her, because she got paid in full. Okay. So when you get paid in full, I reserve the right to tell my story. <laughs> oh, no, you absolutely do. Listen, I was just in Joshua Tree and we had two black chefs, one who was amazing, the black woman and the black man who absolutely scammed the fuck out of us and gave us the worst fucking food I've ever had in my life. And it was so bad that I finally, for once in my life, in a service experience, because I always have bad ones. My mom's like, you're a magnet for bad service. <laughs> She's right. They, weird shit happens and I just go with it. It was so fucking bad that I still tipped him 20%, but when I put the money in his hand, I was like, just so you know, everything was really salty and um not very well yes very get the fuck out of my house get out of here i don't want to look i just want you to know so but but i I know but we got to support ours and like but you know i know what you mean it's be a familiarity there sometimes but she literally what she do okay well first of all oh my god there's so many do i talk about (laughs) well the moment where mom for she got my dress in like november So I give it the dress she has like end of October, early November. She's like, I'll have it for you beginning of January. My mother is going to fly in from New York to come to this Mm -hmm. dress fitting. She knows that in advance. I've set up a location. I'm like, we got the hotel room. We're going to have a thing. And yeah, this is a moment. Exactly. Like say yes. Exactly. We go champagne. We and go like, cry. You know, and like, I'm the only child, the daughter. You know, this is my, mm-hmm. I'm trying to give my mother a moment as well, right? Like, that was all part of it, too. And so I email her the night before. Just being like, hey, here's the address. And at 10.30 p.m. LA time, I get an email back that's like, I'm sorry, the dress is not ready. Um, She's like, I have deconstructed it and there's nothing uh, for your mother to see. I can maybe pin it together. It is in pieces. It's in pieces. Like a Hannibal episode where Hannibal cut up the one person and put her in slices. Sure. These metaphors, hold on. These metaphors are great. Yeah, they're excellent. But my thing is, the big question, Lacey, she knew she didn't have that dress ready before I emailed her an address the night before. You knew you weren't going to have that dress ready Monday at the very least, Tuesday, Wednesday, enough time for my mother to perhaps, I don't know, reschedule her flight, Not be in get the her sky. hotel money back. Something. Like your mama in the sky. Thank you. And she ain't told you the dress not ready. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, that's grounds for getting cussed out. So that's like, all, that's the first problem. But, but she can't cuss her out. Naomi can't cuss her out she because she's ripped holding, up dress. She's holding the dress hostage. hostage. It's in pieces. It's in pieces. It's hostage. Okay, my dress. She's is- gonna send you little pieces like a head in a box. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like when the movie Seven. And I'm just hoping for a dress. So then, finally, she gives me a. So then, February twenty fourth. We finally have a fitting. You know the dates. That's that's how <laughs> fucked up this is. She remembered the date. 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> during Black History Month. I know the dates. Oh, and not during Black History Month now. And not she, during our month. And we're trying to have this fitting. Do you know she comes into the fitting with an attitude and she goes, this is the last time I'm doing tailoring because it's too much work and it's not worth it. Okay, ma'am. This girl. <laughs> That's something for your group chat. Thank you. 
that's not something for your client. Thank that's you. what I mean by like sometimes like white people close your ears. <laughs> this this is a, just, just for black people right here. But sometimes when I be working with black businesses, there's this over familiarity where they just be like relaxing a little bit more yeah. and telling me their thoughts. And I'm like, I didn't come here for that. Right. Right. It's Treat also me like, like the white people. As, thank you. I was like, what? I was like, would you do that? And it's also like, and then I try to stress. She has put what I needed was the bodice. The color of the bodice was, you know, Caucasian flesh toned, and we were going for mm. a match to my flesh tone. So I just really needed the bodice adjusted, and right. she was going to do a little corset back. So I try on this dress. I have a brown skirt. She has put brown fabric in the <laughs> skirt, like a layer of brown. So it's like tulle. She put brown underneath. She was like, she's like, it was so white, white. Now, honey, we're giving mocha. I said, too white? Uh, it's a wedding dress. What you doing giving mocha? I didn't ask you to give me mocha. <laughs> Why are you trying to give me a flesh show wedding dress? That's not what we talked about. That's not what we talked about. Why is it brown? And literally, I'm sitting here at this point three weeks before. And I was Ooh. like, I need this dress out of her possession. I need yeah. to just have this dress. So I literally got it back. She was like, I have to do one more thing. I'll give it to you tomorrow. And I just said, oh, please, Jesus, just let her not make any. And I kind of wrote her back and was like, don't do anything. I texted her. But I was like, don't make any other changes. I'll take it. Like I told good. her, I'm like, just tell her you love it as it is. Like, lie to her so you yeah. can get the dress in your hands. Tell her it's amazing. Like, just just say whatever you need right. to to get that dress in your hands right. the way it is. Yeah. When you physically had it on, Naomi, I feel like you should have run away brided that shit. Like, had them sneakers <laughs> on and just hit the bricks. I know. Grab my purse and just been like, thank you. And it was, like, so wild. So then after that, you know, we're so close to the date and... One of the bigger scams, too, with weddings is, you know, they've convinced you that you have to take at least a year, if not a year and a half, to plan everything, right? So even right. getting a dress where everyone was like, you want to dress in six months? You want to dress in seven months? You're crazy. You're mad. And it's like, actually, no, if you did your job, we'd all be fine. But you right. set up a system to make this more complicated. And also, you get extra money if you do it quickly. Anyway, so now when I have to get it fixed, I have to oh, find Oh, is that it? Oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Because if you need a dress tailored and it's not a wedding dress, it, you can get that shit in two days, Thank you. one day, sometimes. You and but I have both done wedding, events or red carpets. They'll get you that shit overnight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, and, and and sew your ass up into that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like, I've done it many times. Yeah. So it's possible. But when you say wedding, they like, mm, we're going to take six months. You're right. And if you want it fast, then you got to pay for it. Right. Oh, damn. So I had to damn. go to a second tailor and she... um. So I had to oh. go to this woman. I, a friend found it because this is a big thing too is, you know, not being from LA, I don't know everybody and I don't know the nooks and crannies and I don't know where right. to go. So luckily a friend referred me to somebody and this woman, literally I showed her the dress. Shout out to Luba's tailoring, okay? Luba is referral only because she said, I ain't playing with y'all crazies. But somehow <laughs> I got right. in there and Luba looked at this dress. Well, it wasn't Luba, it was Rose at Luba's. Rose looked at this dress. She goes, what did she do to you? <gasps> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? When like Rose a, is ready to fight for you. She, literally, she was like, I, she's like, I'm livid on your behalf. I hate when I see people do bad work. She should not be out here saying she's a tailor. And I said, well, this must be why she don't want to tailor ever again, because she realized she can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? She was like, I got to stop lying to people about my job. <laughs> stop lying to people. I should have said. It's so stressful when you can't do your job right. <laughs> exactly. So that was huge. So in the end, I did spend three times the cost of the dress on fixing the dress. <laughs> Damn. Yep. Between two and I hate this because you actually did like all your avoiding of the scam. You were like, I'm not buying a new dress. I'm going to get it discounted. I've already had my eye on this. The dress came yep. intact yep. and looked 
you know, and then you got scammed on the back end. On the back Everything, end. everything is like that. Now, now the rest of the people that were the vendors were not awful. Like they did their jobs really well. Our wedding planner was amazing and did her job really well. It's mm-hmm. just that the structure of planning a wedding in America, I don't know about anywhere else, but the structure of planning a wedding in America is designed as a scam from the ground up. So you can have great people as much as that first Taylor was an awful person. Their role was still scamming at every level. Does that make sense at all? Yes, because you are desperate to have a you are. First of all, if you're doing it, it's right, your special day. It's your yes. special one day. special exactly. day. Exactly. exactly. They hold a gun to your wedding's head. Yeah. The it's whole like time. funerals. You only gonna die once. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why it costs six thousand dollars for a cast. Right. For a box. Exactly. So they like, bitch. When you gonna die again? <laughs> okay, that's what we thought. Exactly. So get this cute box so people can cry. Exactly. So weddings are the same way. They, your hope is you get married once. Yeah. So they're like, you don't you want it to be your special day? Yeah. So wait. Andy, tell me about some of the like the specific setups with the vendors or things that like you want to talk about the tenting or the lights. Well, sure, okay, <laughs> sure. So you know the reason why we want to do it in Los Angeles as opposed to New York was that we want to do it outside. We're very COVID mm-hmm. conscious. We want it to be safe, and also it's warm all the time, so we can do it right in March. Right. So. We didn't factor climate change into the equation. <laughs> yeah, and LA climate changed up real quick. This whole year, they was like, uh-huh. it's over. The earth is canceled. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the beginning of the year, it's just raining. Like, every day it's raining. It's a torrential downpour. Noah is laughing his ass off at us. It's just not. Yep. Got his animals out. two by two thriving. <laughs> right. We, thriving. we needed to be on that arc. We, we truly we needed it. Well, I imagine Shopping Noah. Lights out. <laughs> Noah in heaven pointing at us. Uh huh. <laughs> a cloud with a giraffe so okay so 10 days before the wedding i think is that the right is that the timeline basically we start to think well maybe we need to tent now tenting we got a good deal on the tenting and yet the tenting would have cost ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars to put up some some flaps like a white ten of the regular basic ass plastic white a sturdy plastic but plastic Basically glorified. Oh, this is gonna be like a Beyonce tent, like or something. Like I thought it was gonna be given Abu Dhabi. If no, they no, talk no, about no, ten thousand no, no. Coachella tents, nothing <laughs> fabulous, but just what you would do to cover yourself from rain. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, it's we can just get against umbrella. umbrellas for cheaper than that. The venue that we paid money for paid thousands. Mm-hmm. How much can we? I don't know, but a yeah, lot. No, because I'm embarrassed by some of the things we did. <laughs> I wouldn't put dollars out there, but let's just say, y'all, I had been on a program and I thought I had the money to spend. Okay. So I said, oh, let's I do it. some things that I still resent it. No, you need two. You got to do what Lacey does. You got to be, you got to be on two TV shows <laughs> and, then and then maybe you can afford nice things. <laughs> I have four jobs right now. I'm like, man. and I'm like, oh, I can't afford a house. Bro, what? This is crazy. But wait, I want to keep talking about these vendors, but we do have to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. Robbery! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. 
Yes, Whitney said they are our future. And don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher. Okay, which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on their underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. And we're back. And we were talking about the vendors and we talk about the $10,000 tent. Yeah, but but the, this is the, the here. So that's a scam in itself because it's right. the the flaps cost twelve bucks or something. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> also, if you and they use business, them over and over, you got tents. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you make yeah. you building it from scratch. You got to go call your guy and cut up. You got if you're a tent renter, you got tents in your warehouse. Yeah. You got them somewhere. But this venue, which we already gave them money to rent the place for the day. Then was going to charge us an extra $4,000 to take down the lights that they've strung across so that the tent could be there. $4,000. Now, one of the couples therapy listeners who's, I think, an architect or something like that. Yes, we do have fancy listeners. Told us, that's a scam. He was like, that's just, they they quoted you $4,000 so that you would not do it. Because it doesn't take that, it doesn't take any, it doesn't cost really anything to just take lights down. These are literally like the way you see string lights at a restaurant. Like, Lacey, when I tell you these lights, they just went from one side to another. We ain't talking crisscross applesauce. We ain't talking writing stuff in the sky. It ain't doing nothing. It's a back and a forth little tiny lamps, little lights. And $4,000 so for Christmas. Give me a ladder, sir. <laughs> $4,000? And of course, $4, you're already dollars. in, right? You're already, it's like, we're you're having already, this you don't want. You don't want rain over. Everyone's going to be, I, all I was doing, I could not sleep that entire week that we had to make this decision 
whether we were going to tent or not. We kept constantly looking at the weather report, constantly updating it. And then I went in and I'm like, well, what's the, okay, we're four days out now. Cause that's when we had to make the final decision. Four days out. We're four days out. What, uh, what's the percentage chance that the weather report is accurate? And is that enough? Cause like four <laughs> days out, it's like 96% accurate. Can I live with that 4%? I'm not sleeping. I, I'm just like racked uh, with images of, it raining and everyone being miserable and then just going inside anyway. And I'm outside just like soaked because we didn't choose to tent. <laughs> We're so wet. Everyone's so wet. Wet, livid. You know, I said, absolutely not. My hair will not withstand it on my special day. Oh, no. Right. Yes. So it's like even that, too. It was just like, what are we going to? But that was the thing because it was it was like, really, they were like, you have to decide five days out. But here's the other thing, too. Right. We all know how weather works. What it's saying in five days ain't going to be what it's going to be five days from now. That ain't how the weather work. You wake up, you look at the weather. That's the weather. We gamble. And the weatherman be just giving vibes sometimes. Yeah. Like the weatherman be like, oops, my bad, y'all. It's going to be a tornado. Like, why you didn't? Al Roker is all vibes. All vibes. <laughs> Al Roker is all vibes. The barometric pressure is some bullshit it's and we know bullshit. it. Y'all don't know what y'all talk about. Yes. Yeah. It's like they, they're just like the girl Mean Girls. And she was like, well, my tits can tell when it's raining. <laughs> what like, I could definitely tell y'all when it's raining. <laughs> I could be at my window tell you when it's raining. But that was like in the end, because we because five days out, it looked fine. We didn't tent because also too you you get it right and we're just like well if you don't use the tent well then you still have paid out I think like two thousand dollars or something you know you because you oh, still you man. don't get that back and it's I mean I think that's my my biggest frustration with this whole process too is like the nickel and diming of it all yeah like when I when I booked you as a venue. You should have given me a sheet of paper that said, here are all the extra fees we could charge you. If these nah, lights let's give a Ticketmaster. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's 100% Ticketmaster. Ticket because I was like, you, especially a week away from the wedding, you tell me an extra $4,000 for lights? I would have probably looked for some another place. Because to me, it's like, you're rude. Like, I would have literally been like, you charge $4,000 for lights? I don't trust your chicken. Like, that's what I would have felt right. if I had had that information at the time. But don't you have a deposit that's a non-refundable? Yeah, they have you by the balls, yes. titties. It's all non-refundable. Squeeze you by whatever little nub they can get. They will squeeze you by whatever you got. They'll grab a flap of skin. They'll grab an <laughs> eyebrow. They don't care. <laughs> They'll take you. They'll take you out. I mean, it was so funny because at tenting, I lost my mind when the flowers. You know, there are things like for me. Of course, they looked nice and stuff like that. But I'm not a. I wouldn't think of flowers if I'm like talking about what I like. I'm like I, I've never once walked in and gone. I love the florals. Out of place. It's not where I'm in. They're very expensive. Well, and right. so a lot of people are doing DIY centerpieces now with like rocks and sticks. Well, and see, I'm like, I'm good for y'all, but this, I like flowers. This way I need some homegirls. See, this is the thing too. If we were 10 years younger, we could have played that game, but we grown now. People expect a nice evening. <laughs> yes. People accept, expect yes. a certain yeah, yeah. elevated experience, especially if they're flying from New York City to Los Angeles. And you on TV, so you can't and, and, be playing. Yeah, yeah. They physically can see how much money you have. What they think uh, I have. We're old <laughs> enough yes. to hire movers. We're old enough to <laughs> hire florists, okay? That's yes. that's just, we just aged out of paying people with beer and pizza. Right. And so, but at one point, so the florists, like, you know, we, we, we have it all set. But then it was like, as we get closer to, because again, right, they wait till you close. Mm -hmm. If you want to see a, a sample centerpiece, that'll be an extra $400. To just see a sample? Just, to just see a sample. Just and, a taste? And I said, I'm not paying you $400 when I've already paid you thousands of dollars to put this thing together. You're telling me? I was like, and of course, it was like, well, of course, individual flowers cost more than buying wholesale. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure. What a baby get on Photoshop. 
piece it together. You got a lookbook? Show me a picture of what you did at a similar wedding this time of year. There are other right, ways you, you, you can got show. no photos. Thank you. You ain't got no photos of your work. You ain't Why got you lying? You ain't got a picture. That's like, here's what's in season here. Google here's search chrysanthemum, okay? <laughs> what? Like, what is it? That's, and it was so funny because, of course, it's like, that seems so minor in the scheme of what you have to spend, like $400. But mm-hmm. again, for me, it was the nickel and diming of it all. Because if you had rolled that into the original fee, I may, I may not have been pressed. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I if that had right. just been part of it. But it's after I done paid you and you come around asking for something else. I really resent the the nickel and the diamond. Do you see where they just come around trying to just pick little bits and pieces? And I just said, babe, babe, it's Photoshop. Babe, pull some pictures out of a magazine. Make a vision board. Do what you got to do to show me something <laughs> that doesn't cost 400 extra dollars. Stop it with the little bits and pieces, babes. Also, to me, that's just so skeevy because y'all they know you're getting closer to the date you're not gonna move your venue you're not gonna change anything at this point everybody got the location the address everybody flying in staying at hotels close by so the desperation meter is so high that they know they can just really ride you hard yeah but did you end up paying the 400 dollars? no i said surprise me (laughs) i said surprise me surprise me hey it was beautiful they all came together it looked very nice but i said you ain't I'm done with y'all trying to play me. And I said, you know what? We'll roll the damn dice. <laughs> do, do something red. Get, get, somebody, like, get somebody else to do it. Literally, like, I was like, here are the colors I like. Can this work? And then I just said, put it together. Put it together. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm like, yeah. I was like, so, and it was so funny because like, so that was even before tenting and all that extra, like $4,000. I go, yes. nope, I ain't taking down lights. We just all gonna have to drip. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. It was just like, as we got closer and closer to the wedding, it was just all of these sudden hidden fees coming out. And then I think yeah. it was with the with the um, heat lamps that I just, I was just like, I, I, I got really vermished and I started, <laughs> I can't even think of an English word. I have to go to Yiddish. He's gotta I go to felt... Yiddish. He's gotta go to Yiddish. <laughs> they broke him down. He went ancestral. <laughs> he went ancestral. Not back to the motherland. <laughs> and I just wrote to the wedding planner. I said, please just get us up a fair price. Please. I'm begging you. Just please get us a normal human price for this. A normal human price. But this is where it goes back to again, too. And who knows? You know, certainly this is all different depending on where you live. Right. And there's a big right. thing, too, where, you know, someone's like, oh, yeah, I've seen you on TV. Just because oh, I'm on price TV, goes up. it doesn't, it's also like, it doesn't mean I want to spend all the money I have on this. That's the other thing, too, because I think people are just like, well, you're fancy or you're quote unquote famous, right? Like, and then it'll just be like, well, then why just spend it? And it's like, but that's not what I choose to do with my money. And what you don't know about my whole thing, I kept yelling to, you don't know my life. Literally, I would yell this at <laughs> anyone. Because I was like, you don't know my circumstance. You don't know, you know, we work in a business too where, okay, yeah, it was a nice year, but we don't know if it's going to be next year. Right. We we up on a whole strike right now. So like where the girls aren't going to be able to make nothing. So yeah, it's up and down. So you never know how long you're going to need to save your money. That's been a, a real like thought of mine right now is I'm like, damn, like I'm, I'm always feeling like I'm broke, even though I'm definitely not. But I'm like, I'm, I gotta, I gotta keep that broke mindset and stop. It's, it's so you don't, so you don't lose it all. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Cause I like nice shit. And I was like, girl, you cannot buy another Chanel bag. You need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> I was like, we're at a stop loss. We are, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Oh, do you but, know what all this stuff adds up to, too? Is that yeah. the one of the reasons why the planner and the florist and all these people are manipulating you and holding the gun to their wedding day's head 
is not just like they want you to like have a nice day, which I'm sure they do, a lot of them. It's that they want a nice photo for their Instagram so they can mm-hmm. say, look what I did. Look at these flowers that I made. Look at all this other stuff that I, look how I put this together. And then they right. can use that to get more business. So they're manip- like, when he's like, well, I don't know if I want a DJ, you know, a playlist is fine. And they're like, well, you have to have a DJ. If you don't have a DJ, but, then but, it's going to all fall apart. And you need lasers and you definitely have to have oh, a snow machine. Yeah. And 100%. Like, bubbles. Well, you got to have bubbles. Well, I think, though, it's, I mean, I think that's certainly part of it. But I think the big thing, too, oh, is, I think it's all of it. Well, but I think a big thing about weddings is it is because it's a wedding. And the mm-hmm. thing with, I think, both Andy and I, like, prime example before this, I was like, hey, you should sign your tax things or whatever. And he's like, and he's like, he's like, I don't sign anything without reading it. So he's like, I'm not just going to do the DocuSign. I got to sit down and read it. We are not people who do stuff just because. And the whole, I think, wedding structure is a just because, right? And so the whole mm-hmm. time I'm sitting here, I go, but why? But why? And everyone's very annoyed. But this is why I was like, I will not, because I was like, you have to explain it to me because just because is not a good enough answer. Because I was like, you can make an exception in this case. Naomi, like, Naomi had a great term for these. She calls these spider web scams. Is that right? Yes. Spider web scams. Because you just walk into it and then you're stuck. Yeah. You just walk in. You don't know what's there. These, Next thing you know, you can't slowly yeah, they're lazy. You this isn't like silk. This isn't like Sean King. Sean King's working. He's like looking at every white, guilty liberal trying to figure out. Right. How and to, he's juicing them. He's yeah. getting them to buy everything he got. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's going to make you sleep better at night. That white guilt going to be gone <laughs> as soon as you buy this hoodie and this book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's it's one of those things of like the culture around it is so strong and scam. And everyone has made the decision that they're all going to participate in the same way. Mm-hmm. So that you can't really go to any different vendor, any different planner, any different florist who's not going to run your fucking pockets because they have all made an agreement. Yeah. It's like the diamond industry. They was like, we got to stop releasing releasing them bitches so they get some value. Everybody, everybody charged the same price. And they was like, yeah, we all go charge, square up, we charging the same price. Yeah, yeah. The mafia. They, they all, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Get, you should get all the wedding stuff on a Rico charge. <laughs> Rico wedding industry, every single person. The whole industry. The whole industry, everybody. They move in weight. They move in weight. <laughs> They say, you're going to say, I do a lot. I do to these prices. I do to these taxes. Mm-hmm. I, I do to these fees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I want a grand jury to say I do to them. Yes. Well, that brings me to one of our listener letters here um, where I do want to like get a fake name from you guys. And and this, I think, is going to be a little cathartic. This one's a short one. But like, I just need a fake name. We don't care about gender. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. Like like them flowers they was running your pockets. So Chrysanthemum says, not so much a scam, just having fun. Okay, Chrysanthemum, I'll we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> so Chrysanthemum says, so my parents got divorced years ago, and my mom gave me her old engagement slash wedding ring. Since I'll probably never end up getting married. Now your mom didn't have to shade you like that. <laughs> <laughs> your kid. Damn. Yeah. She was like, we know your ass ain't finding no love. So why don't you just cosplay as uh, a married person? I love that. I love that. So every once in a while, my two girlfriends and I go wedding dress shopping so we can drink down a few bottles of free champagne. What's better than a day drinking on somebody else's dime and playing dress up? Okay, Secret Santhemum, you scammed them back. Yeah, you scammed them back. You turned the tables. You said, what can I get out of the experience? 
Right. Why are we going to brunch, bitch? We need to be going to David's brunch. <laughs> <laughs> David's did not give me... So this was the thing too, right? Because of COVID and stuff and the way things were set up, I didn't have any of those moments. Like, because it was like, everyone's in masks. They're not giving drinks or like any of that stuff. <laughs> so that's the thing. I didn't even have like a champagne moment. See, COVID, they, they've used COVID to get rid of a lot of the amenities that we used to get. Because right. now they're just like bare bones. And I don't think they're ever going to go back. I know. And also, like, they weren't even wearing masks. Like, I was in a mask. But they were like, oh, we don't do that anymore because of COVID. I was like, but your face bare. So which one is it? You got your which face one? out. So <laughs> I don't think it was COVID. I was like, y'all just don't want to have to do it. What kind of champagne is this that they're giving you anyway? It can't be good. Well, honey, it's free. You'll take it. A Cobell. Yeah, we'll it's Andre. We're going to sip on some Andre for the occasion. It'll get you there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Give me a high y'all I'll go a to high fancy C. boutiques, bring some chicken and some waffles. <laughs> <laughs> And have brunch there, okay? We are in a recession, okay? Inflation is high. Right. You're like, okay, like, let me finish these pancakes before I put on a dress. I don't want to stain nothing because I can't afford it. Right. So I'm going to eat and then I'm going to put on a dress. They came in here with several containers of food. <laughs> yeah, this is our culture. This is a part of the um, wedding culture and my culture. We eat, we have to do the sacred meal uh, before oh, we no, no. choose the You know meal. what I would say? I'd be like, actually, I really want to know how the dress fits at, when I'm really full. Because I need to know yeah. how it's going to fit, you know, on the day if I'm eating. I need to, I need to, and it's so true. I'll be trying on clothes on a full stomach. Because I said, don't you confuse me. Because if you try on clothes Ooh, and you too spell, you'll be real upset when you were like halfway through the party or the event and you've like had something and you're like, damn, I hate this. This It's getting tighter and tighter. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Because you can't pop a belt loot on uh, in your wedding dress. Like, <laughs> you just got to just stay in there stuck. Yeah, Naomi goes to fittings with their stylist with like three things of pad thai just oh like. yeah get a noodle base <laughs> get a noodle base in get a carb <laughs> so you really know what's going on <laughs> now we're gonna take another quick break for some non-scam advertisements and we'll be right back Scams! back in the 90s pepsi and coca-cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary but when pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy pepsi and redeem points for prizes they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a show stopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life. 
life. Like white cream? Are you kidding me? It's giving rich, okay? Quince is that girl. Y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time. Get into it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess. Hey y'all, and we're back. This is a little unconventional because I wanted to do, while we have these, this wedding couple, this <laughs> wedding couple, uh, people who've just been run through by a wedding scam. So I have one more wedding scam for y'all before we get into the hoodwink. So this one goes back to, harkens back to Na- uh, Naomi talking about her dress. <laughs> Give me a fake name for this person. Rita. Well. Rita. <laughs> That's good. So Rita says, I'm an independent clothing designer and I recently came across I'm not going to say the name of the place, but she put the name, the <laughs> link to the Facebook. She really wants to air this bitch out. We <laughs> love it. Call, call them um, Tanya's Bridal Accessories. Okay. Now, if you're Tanya out there, just know this is not about Tanya. This is a different name. So uh, this scammer, Rita says, is saying that her bridal gowns are custom-made originals. All of the images have been weirdly cropped and horribly blurred mm-hmm. and marked out designer names. So not only is she selling this cheap plastic dresses at premium prices, this kind of material is going to make the bride miserable, sweaty, itchy, and I can only imagine the poor craftsmanship and busted seams on your wedding day. And you, you avoided wow. busted seams, but your, our, good, our good sis was trying to get your seams bust. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tanya's out here saying, let's see if I can flip this. Let's see. You know, because she's right. like, I know there's money in the wedding game, so I'm just going to buy every white dress I see at a at a mm. yard sale and then call it vintage and be done with it. I mean, because isn't that what vintage is? Yeah. Some old. Some old. It's something new to you. Exactly. It's like something, something with a history. And it's like, okay, cool. If I like what that history is. Do you know what I mean? Because I can say I yeah. got vintage stuff and that's just clothes from kindergarten. A lot of history I- in this country. Not great. <laughs> A lot of history in this country, not great. Yeah, we don't want to talk about vintage American. Right. <laughs> I low-key want to know, like, though, did you, like, sage your dress or anything? Because, like, what if, like, a racist got married in it before you? That is such a good question. You know, I did ask her, I was like, you know why? Because you could go back and forth and message and stuff, right? And so she mm. was like, I was supposed to get married in 2020. The wedding didn't happen because of COVID. The dress has never been worn. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay. Okay. So it had good vibes. Exactly. Uh-huh. She didn't put her vibes yeah, on it exactly. her, with her body. Yeah, yeah. Naomi okay, asked if she had great. put a black square up on her Instagram or not. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> do you have a history of black squares um, in this household? Do you believe that black lives matter? Science is real. Love is love. Right. And then I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll give you money. I'll give you money. Okay. I mean, what was she gonna say? Exactly. <laughs> she gonna say I disagree with black lives, <laughs> but I'll take your black money. You know, oh, for sure. for sure. But that's what they all do. Exactly. They will take our black money. Exactly. They may not want our lives, but they will take that money, exactly. okay? <laughs> In solidarity with my bank account, for sure. <laughs> but so Rita just wraps up by saying, you can reverse image search nearly every single dress she's posted. Wow. It's a blatant scam, and I'm sure she'll block me on Facebook soon for calling her out. And I figured I'd report her to scam goddess. Her storefront has 1,500 likes. That means that she's possibly scammed or is in the process of scamming these unsuspecting brides. Rita gave me screenshots. She gave me all the information. I Rita's like me. Because... Rita said, I have a grievance. I need a platform. Not, like, yes. Rita was like, I've seen this thing. Who do I go to? Not Better Business Bureau. Scam goddess. That's a scam. <laughs> Better Business Bureau is it a is. scam. We had a listener tell us that. Yeah, because companies just pay to get bad reviews taken down. So, uh... But the Better Business Bureau can't literally do shit to help you. And like, 
I w- I remember I used to threaten people with that, and they'd be laughing in my face like, "Call him, bitch!" Like, "Don't go fuck." I said, "Damn, wow. all right then. You just not gonna give me better business? Okay, cool, wow. cool. I won't call the bureau. It's not even a bureau. I didn't even know fake. that. It's just it's really just somebody at a desk." And I didn't realize. Yeah, no, I talked about it. It's a website that will like just take down bad reviews if you pay them money. And depending on how big your business is, right. like they'll charge you more or right. less. And then like there's no repercussions for reporting things over there. They just put bureau in it and the girls thought it was official because it's like the F to be in the I. They were like, they got bureau up in it. So they must be knocking on people's doors and like hitting them with Bobby Nightsticks once I report the business. Yeah. They ain't doing shit. There's two forms. Scam goddess, or you can uh, tweet at Elizabeth Warren. That's about it. Those, Those are your two options only options for fighting mm. justice. Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, getting on Twitter and talking about a business and adding them, that's how you really get the better business out of their ass because <laughs> <laughs> they'll slide, they'll, they'll come in them comments and be like, we're sorry about this inconvenience. Could you open your DMs so that we could rectify this? Do you that's, think they that's... do that, though? If you don't have a lot of followers or if you don't have the blue check, if those even still exist. Because I wonder that, too, because I've never tried it, except when I ooh, I love to complain when I'm in an airport. I'd be like, <laughs> at JetBlue, really, bitch? You know what I mean? Like, I'll do that. But like, <laughs> like, do you think they will actually try to rectify or like give a voucher or give a credit? I mean, I never thought about that because I guess we do have very public platforms. But I feel like if you tweet and you don't got a lot of followers, all you got to do is just get some hashtags in there. Make the story a little funny. Mm. You know, give the girls something to retweet or make it real, like, juicy and tragic so that people will rage retweet. Because <laughs> they want to dunk on somebody. Because the thing is, is, there's two types of bullies on Twitter. Ethical bullies and assholes. There's some people who are just like, I'm miserable, so you're going to be miserable with me too. Too, bitch. And then the other bullies are like, I can't believe JetBlue lost their wheelchair. Y'all some raggedy ass bitches and um, your CEO is ugly as fuck. But it's like they're doing it in the name of justice. Right, yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> but they're both bullying. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> so Drew, people love talking about how ugly a CEO is. And I'm like, why do you think they're a CEO? Right. And then <laughs> didn't we say we're not body shaming no more? Like, you. yeah, but but Trump is a Trump is an orange raggedy bitch. <laughs> what is, and, and if you're like a rich white dude, you're like, no, we will body shame them. We will body shame an old rich white dude. That's for justice. <laughs> justice. No, we just assholes. But yeah, I, I I think if you do something like that, people will Yes, so it get can involved. be done. It can be done. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yes. There is and also change. follow some fighters on Twitter. Follow some bitches who always just clapping down, using yeah. their platform to fight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to name any <laughs> names. But we know it's bitches on Twitter who just love to fight. Yes, yes. And I say bless them because I don't have the energy. I, I don't, don't have energy. either. Talk to me nice. Because <laughs> if, if you're talking mean, babes, I'm not even going to clap back. I don't want you to know I saw it. <laughs> okay, but all right. It's time to get into historic hoodwinks. So we're pivoting from the wedding space and we're moving into okay. a hoodwink that is about a filmmaker uh, who unknowingly makes a film that is set to cover fraud. Wow. What? So he didn't know that he made a fraud movie, a fraud film? How is mm-hmm. this possible? Wait, the movie was being made in an attempt to cover up a different fraud, like some fraud going on. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see. So a budding filmmaker, Paul Knight, was given the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh Uh-oh. First red flag. (laughs) Right. I don't like nothing of a lifetime. (laughs) Like, I I hope that there's going to be better things for me in my lifetime. Uh I don't like life savings. I don't like opportunity (laughs) of a lifetime. Am I allowed to body shame Paul Knight? 
No. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm just. Scotty, I want to... Paul nice Let's victory. see if he's a bad guy. Then really run it up. Okay. okay <laughs> Don't you dare. So later we'll figure out if we can if we can talk <laughs> shit about him. Uh, but in this picture, it's giving brooding. It's yes. black and white. Uh, he's wearing a vest, which is very interesting to me because what year is it? Hey, I had a vest in my wedding suit. But no, okay, this, this is a, a black vest. Suit. This is giving cater waiter at the Penguins restaurant. Okay. It is. That's the thing. But it I is... think it's supposed to be a, again, like I'm a filmmaker, I'm an artist, right? Whenever you go black and white, you're like, it's art. I'm an artist. Yeah, but the fit is given like liver pate on a gourmet cracker. Like it's giving. Yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I've, I worked in the service industry. But I'm right. Just we know that what that fit, fit is. Exactly. <laughs> this, this like, is the that fit. is literally when you're like, when they're like, pick a vest from the box. We may not have your size. <laughs> you know, when you have a job where they'll give to wear this, pick like, well, yep. you late. You just, the only one left is the XS. And I love that Andy was like, can I body shame? And we're like, no, that's wrong. And then we're like, why are you dressed like a fucking server? <laughs> immediately. Immediately. I'm so sorry. I couldn't help myself. It's oh more, my it's more just like the ensemble. Okay. Yeah, it's just the vibe of it. So um, he's given the opportunity of a lifetime when approached to help write and produce an indie budget British feature length film called Landscape of Lies. Little did he know that this project that he was now hired to do was literally to cover. Can we discuss the poster for A Landscape of Lies? Yeah. Explain it. Break it down, Andy. Andy, yes. A chessboard in which, uh, and in the back, it's like it's giving film noir, right? In the back are like tall, towering skyscrapers in silhouette. And on the chessboard, the queen is knocked over and there's blood. Under the queen. But it's a piece. It's the chess piece of the queen. Right. And oh, then, yes, so not... she bleeding, but it's a chess piece. Right. It's not right. Queen Elizabeth. Right. And there's no <laughs> sign of like a wound. It's just kind of like red underneath the white chess piece of the It don't queen. even look like blood. They, it looked like somebody just went in paint and was like, put a little red yeah. underneath. Oh, the yeah, rest. yeah. No, it's real MS paint vibes. Right. MS paint. <laughs> They put it together on a budge. They did. It's given the paperclip was right next to them. Like, yeah, I like. It was like, are you sure you want to do this? It <laughs> it's given terrible. they put it on their Instagram story and clicked that little paint thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, just add that on in the bottom. Just, just the scribble bottom. a little bit of that. So, yeah, a landscape of lies. They mm. try to give intrigue, babes. Right, okay? they are giving intrigue. It's giving Gotham City. So in February of 2011, Paul Knight was approached, right, by a production company owned by partners Bashar Al-Issa and Aoife Madden uh, looking for a screenwriter. So they just pulled up and were like, we're looking for a screenwriter. We have money. Normally, we all know in this business, like, people don't just pull up to you and be like, oh, I have this passion project that we need you to write. We haven't written it. We also haven't seen anything you've done. We don't know you. No one comes Mm. up saying we want a writer and they just like pick a writer. You know, some just, guy. Yeah, just a dude who's like, all right. And they're like, cool. And a director. So they were really trusting this person that they just pulled up on, right? And yeah, in this business, you literally have to like sell yourself so fucking hard to get anything. Right. Like mm-hmm. you want two lines uh, that aren't un- are uncredited. And they're not going to feed you and they're not going to pay you. And you still got to beat out like 40 people to get it. You better have gone to Juilliard. You better have gone to Juilliard. Truly. Okay. Do you want... like we're only seeing people from Yale right. and to say, do you want fries with that? Yeah. You won't be paid. Yeah. The amount of charisma I've had to put out to do a punch up on like uh, uh, some, you know, minions knockoff. <laughs> you could call nuclear. The amount of energy I've had to put out in those meetings. 
Oh, you did that movie, Little Thing? Little <laughs> <laughs> Yellow Thing? Little Orange Things? We gotta, we can't be too close. Orange, you're right. They gotta be orange. They gotta be orange and they have two eyes. Right. You know the vibes. So, he was at first asked to write a trial script for an animated children's movie and then later was asked to take a look at a script for a full-length feature called The Landscape of Lives, uh, a crime thriller about a corrupt property developer. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Was he burying people at the properties? <laughs> it's not a sexy job for a thriller. Uh, he was an accountant. Well, all property developers Ooh. are sketchy anyway, right? Like, it's like, True. okay, it's like he worked without permits, you know? And then you're like, ah. Maybe he was burying the bodies in the property. Then I could give. Okay, it. now you've written it. Now you've written it. Now we owe you Damn. money. You do. <laughs> Everyone does. So after a few months of inconsistent communication and a confusing change of companies under Bashar, Wait, Paul how is that offered... any different from any other Hollywood thing? <laughs> no, nope. it's given normal. <laughs> it seems normal to me. Sometimes I audition for something, and like I like to throw my scripts away as soon as I'm done with it because I forget about it. Right. Whatever. I gave my little performance. Y'all call me or not. And I remember I auditioned for this one movie and I was like, damn, well, I thought I killed that. But like, oh, well. And like two and a half months later, they cast me. I was like, how did where yeah. y'all come from? Yeah. It was. <laughs> That's how I operate on dating apps, which is why I never go on dates. Because <laughs> I'll get one match with somebody and then like maybe talk to them for like two, like hours if that maybe like a couple exchanges and then i'll forget about the app for like five months and i'll be like oh hey and my my reissue point line is always like hey you married sorry i forgot about this <laughs> did you get married i know it's been six so wait, months you try to get back in there so <laughs> yeah. meaning like you will remember like you're like oh right so it's like you were interested at some point yeah but then i just forget life gets in the way and i don't like have any notifications on for the app so yeah. i'm just like don't i forget about it and then i go in and i'll be like hey you still around <laughs> i don't think they'd be responding i was I gonna say it, how does it work do you get the feedback <laughs> no rarely <laughs> sure they've unmatched <laughs> think i'm a bitch uh but yeah so months and months later they pull back up and was like hey you still trying to get on, get in on this landscape of lies <laughs> So Paul agreed and changed the film to a landscape of lies. So he put that little finesse on it. It was libas with oh. an S. And he was like, I think it's sexier if it's lies. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, lies. No, no. no, he had to do a lot of thesaurus work with that. Yeah. He did. He's a writer. I mean, I think it was probably a typo. He said, let's keep. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like he was writing uh, and then forgot the V and then said, that's it. He said, no, no, that's what I meant. That's what I, I meant. I said what I said. So he created a new story involving an Iraq war veteran who gets mixed up with London gangsters and a sexy therapist after his mentor is murdered. So many things. Oh, wow, there's a lot going on there. Guy Ritchie's Three Kings. <laughs> Guy Ritchie's Three Kings. But also, the, why the poster don't make sense then? Why the queen... Okay. Well, yes, now I really don't understand the chest of it all. And also, mm. is it about a property developer? Or no, they about, took that out. That's done. We're no more property. Now we're about no. gangs it's and a veteran. Old, he, yeah, and a veteran. Mm -hmm. So the next day, Bashir and um, the Alpha, they asked Paul if he would begin production on this show him, or movie himself. So Bashar asked Paul how much to make the damn thing. What? Do everything for us. We have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I'd love to hear that in the entertainment business. <laughs> how much? We don't know what's happening. I'm like, how much you got? Oh, my God. How much you want to get? Right, right. 
So up until now, Paul's resume consisted of him paying thousands of pounds out of pocket to produce his own films that were largely unwatchable due to his lack of expertise in getting usable footage or audio. Oh. What? So he, he, he can't even make a YouTube video is what you're saying. No. Like there are six-year-olds wow. who are out here with better camera skills. See, this is where sometimes like it, it is your ego that causes problem because you should have known your movies weren't watchable so that when someone comes to you and goes, great, let's, will you make this? You should have been like, oh, I don't have the skills to do that. But just like your first dressmaker. That's true. <laughs> That's true. She's like, I may not have the skills, but I have the gumption. <laughs> I have the gumption. There's too much gumption in this world. That's the problem. That's so true. I think you nailed it. Too much gumption. Too much too moxie. Too much gumption. Yes, way too much moxie. Also, just like the arrogance to like, you can't even plug none of your movies in. And you, you're going to take their money from them like this? Like, you wildin'. So the children's animated movie that, you know, they had first asked yeah. him to do had a budget of $161 million. But now Bashir and Alpha were asking for a low-budget film that, like, right, this low-budget filmmaker that they just met to produce this full-length feature for $124,000 in just four months. So $124,000 to make it was a, a bait and switch. Like- so they said we did an animation and that's going to be worth millions of dollars. And they say, actually, never mind. We scrapped that. Um, <laughs> can you make this low budget movie about anything for $124,000? Literally anything. Well, Whatever what was the want. budget for Clerks? We don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> this isn't 1993. This isn't U.S. 1993. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love that. So I've been butchering Alpha's name. It's Aoife. <laughs> So, uh, but y'all remember, y'all just remember it different. Remember that I pronounced it right the whole time. <laughs> so Bashar uh, was a wealthy 34-year-old property developer from London, and he's the one who's working with IFA. So he said he had a series of failed projects. In 2006, he went to Buffalo, New York, to build the tallest skyscraper in the city, but what? left bankrupt two years later. And by 2009, his estimated debt was $56 million. <laughs> also, oh. how tall did it have to be in Buffalo? Three right. stories. I was going to say, what are we talking? <laughs> ten, ten floors? Ten right, floors? I think we're talk- maybe like nine, right. seven. <laughs> He's like, I've got to go build a dollar skyscraper in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this was not as big of a challenge. Like, how come you couldn't do it? And then how come you're $56 million in debt and they ain't got no building? Right. That's what I'm saying. What did you spend it on? This is like, what I don't get about property developers. That's like the tastiest Thai food in Reading, Pennsylvania. The tallest skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, it's Buffalo. just like, just open a Thai restaurant. It's going to be the tastiest Thai food yeah. in Reading, Right, he said all we have to do is have a roof, because technically that's in the sky, <laughs> so it's scraping. <laughs> it's scraping the sky. Scraping his so bank we account. did it. So Elfa was a 32-year-old former actor from Ireland with some family in the government and quietly failing actor career. So she... Okay. Had a, I don't know how you have a quietly failing acting career. But is Aoife trying to be in this movie? Is this her, is this her shot? Aoife just seems to be chilling right now with Bashar. <laughs> okay. I don't know what Aoife's on. Okay. So Aoife first met Bashar in 2009 at the University of East London. Uh, Aoife had gone back to school to become a substitute teacher as she lacked acting jobs. And Bashar was studying finance. Um, okay, Aoife. Bashar is Connor Roy and Aoife is Connor Roy's wife in succession. Does that make sense at all? Ooh, <laughs> Anyone? No, yes, it I makes j- perfect you know, I don't sense. watch it because I don't like yelling whites, but... 
Okay. Really? Come on. You don't want to watch White Empire? I No, I can't. I tried. I watched the first episode, like the, you know, the very like pilot episode. And I was so yeah. mad about that baseball game that they played with like the, with like the, um, oh, with cleaning. The people. Yeah. Where I was, it made me so mad. I was like, she I walked out of the room. She was like, fuck off. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> and then I said, Brian Cox stole my line. <laughs> Brian Cox be hitting me with that. I have a, uh, they sent me a fuck off sweatshirt. I love it so oh, much. Uh, see, that's nice. That is I accidentally nice. wore it to the grocery store and people kept staring at me and I was like, oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> Sweater says fuck off. And the chessboard, they really like sp- spend money promoting this last season, but I love it. It's White Empire. Like the, 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 the company, who's going to take the company? You know? All they missing is a drip, drop, drip, drippity drop. And technically we got that when Kendall did his rap, rap performance. <laughs> White Empire. Okay. <laughs> So uh, Bashar impressed Alpha by bragging about his connections and wealth and offered to help her with her film career. So now he's like, I'm going to save you, sis. Like, hop on. Exact same thing you were saying, Andy. So Bashar and Alpha's sister, Maeve, began dating soon after. And eventually Bashar suggested that him and Alpha could produce movies together. So he was like, let's just stay friends, but I am going to fuck your sister, but let's do movies. (laughs) (laughs) This is very Hollywood. Honestly, right. everything is sounding so. I'm like, this all sounds professional. Sure. This sounds legit. This everyone's sounds, a sounds like it's on the up and up. Yeah, everyone's a sociopath. Nothing's right. Someone's sleeping with someone else, and then because of the relationship to the person you're sleeping with, the other person has a job. You know like, what I this mean? This is Hollywood. Yeah, this is literally how it works right like, now. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised. So he'd take care of the finances, and Elfa would take care of everything creative under her own company, Evolved Pictures, all while continuing to work as a substitute teacher. So I guess she gave up acting. She gonna be a substitute teacher and movie producer? Well, honey, there's not enough hours in the day for both. They're and not enough hours. Those kids movies. are getting shortchanged for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she leaving them behind. She putting in a movie. She the substitute they put in a movie. Definitely, literally. Yeah. And then you just see her typing on a computer. They're like, yeah. Miss Alpha. She's like, G- go back to your seat. Like, <laughs> Here's Koyana's Kotsi. This will take up the rest of the day. Oh god, she's giving them long documentaries. <laughs> or maybe she's right. like, here's the movies I need to watch for work. And then she just puts those in and it's like, how? And she's like Googling how to make a movie. Right. It's Paul's unwatchable movie. They're like, we can't hear or see anything. (laughs) Write an essay about it. Right. So soon it became apparent that neither Bashar nor Effa or Elfa? Aoife. Aoife. Aoife, there we go. Or Aoife had any idea how to produce a movie at all. They began requesting 3D sequences, war scenes like the Hurt Locker, expensive what? slow motion explosions, and A-list stars such as Michael Caine. What? Michael Caine was out of budget. Can you get the Cider House rules guy? Also, $124,000. I have not Michael forgotten Caine. that budget. Michael Caine, that's what he charged by the day. Yeah, you're not going to get Michael Caine to walk up in there and fart. <laughs> For your budget. He's not coming. No. The fact that you could even contact him or get how much he costs is hilarious. So Paul approached EastEnders actor Mark Bannerman and Andrea McLean, uh, a presenter of a Scottish daytime chat show who had not previously acted. So he went oh. and found these people. <laughs> well, EastEnders is at least a real TV show, right? Like it's a soap. Yeah. But then uh, just a, da- a TV presenter. Yeah, just and Mark who's just a guy. Mark's a guy. He has a gritty look if we're talking I've about... I've seen him in stuff before. I know who that is. Well, he's EastEnders. He's the he's one the who has acted. So, and yeah. Andrea is... That's just a purse. Okay, so she's giving daytime. Okay. Yes. So Mark was set to play the murdered mentor and Andrea the bisexual therapist. <laughs> okay. 
That's what, so it has her name and then parentheses, it says bisexual therapist. Bisexual, no, like, why does it say bisexual therapist? Why do we need to know who she's fucking? It's wild. But also, I mean, I don't know, like, people know I'm bisexual. And that's, but this is the thing, like, bisexual is, like, not, like, the fact I guess that it does sometimes have to do with my job. But is it your biggest, is it, when you're writing something, is bisexual really the character's biggest personality trait? Do you see what I'm saying? To me, it's, like, I've never put the character trait, like, their sexuality ex- in exactly. the parentheses. I don't know, bisexuals are really adorable. It can be a part of our personality. <laughs> we are really annoying. So it could give you some character insight. Oh, it could. Chaotic, uh, maybe you would use that word, right? Yeah, but mostly just like if you meet a bisexual, you're going to know they're bisexual. And normally it's just like a white woman with a boyfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're the worst. Okay. <laughs> I'm off the hook because I haven't dated anybody in 10 years. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's been all types of people, <laughs> but you never see me in a photo with anyone, have you? No, no, that's true. <laughs> that's how I remain less annoying. <laughs> so, in order to make the film look more expensive than it was, Paul made deals with brands so that Aston Martin, Ferrari, and Lamborghini all lent him cars for a day. Wow. So he was like, "I'm gonna put these cars in this movie. Okay, so Don't Paul's worry about a hustler. Paul's got a hustler." Paul's got a oh, hustler. Yeah. Because, like, they didn't even ask about what the movie was. They were like, yeah, you could just have the car because free advertisement. I guess so. But also for the day, can we do that? Can we just say we're making a film and get a rent a Honda first? to give us a Civic? <laughs> a... Why are you aiming so low? <laughs> and we, I feel like Honda give you a Civic regardless. <laughs> like, I think we got to go for Lambos. We got to get an Aston Martin. Oh. Suicide doors. <laughs> yes. So in one scene, they couldn't afford many extras, so they created a crowded nightclub by running a camera along the line of 10 extras who would hop behind the camera, then change costume and hop back in the no. line with a different costume on. <laughs> that, no, no, no. How do you change that fast? Like, that's one shot. So you got to just strip. Or, or like, but here's the thing, is it changing or is it like, put on this scarf? You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like a costume closet. And it's like, put on this hat. Put on these glasses. Is that the same guy, but now he's in a fedora? Exactly. (laughs) Planning a threesome. Planning a threesome. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. This is goofy, and I love it. (laughs) So... Paul went on trying to make what he thought would be a serious movie under absurd circumstances. Bashar created problems. His primary role was to show up with cash at the end of the day and pay the cast and crew, but he often didn't appear. (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're done for the day. I, Carly, whatever. And then the producer just rolls up with a big wad of bills. And just like, Lacey, come over here. (laughs) Here you go, toots. (laughs) You did good today. what wow but he's showing up every day at the end of the day to do this right right he could have just paid him at the end of the week exactly exactly but it's also like literally you're you're changing and then like what do you think it's like get in line Bashar's giving out your payment (laughs) do you know what I mean or is it like like everyone like key grips actors just everyone and you know this is not a place where actors have a trailer okay so you're changing behind a garbage can yeah grab your items and then you gotta go wait in line the guy like licking his thumb as he goes through the stack like what are you crafty all right here's yeah here's thirty hundred dollars also you're not making the same everyone's not making the same amount exactly so like he doesn't know i bet you walk up to him and just tell him what you want you like go up and you go he's like 100 pounds 200 uh say it say it just say it she's like you were a day player okay how many scarves and hats did you wear to see okay you get a little extra 20 for that all right (laughs) 
Here you go. Get out of here. Uh, oh, Lord. So he's showing up and giving people cash. But he often didn't appear. And Paul had to pay everyone out of pocket. So oh. maybe that's why he's showing up and paying. Because he's like, if I just don't come. Then Paul what, what is on, on the hook. hook. Yeah, he's on the hook of paying everybody out. But then here's a question. When you know Bashar not come, coming, what you doing? You about to run to the ATM? <laughs> like, you're literally directing a movie. Who's got? Who's gonna get it? You know when you go to the ATM, you gotta live it. It's while they're changing yeah. the lights for the next scene. You see him like sweating, and he runs out. He's like, "I'll be back in a second. He's at the gas station, <laughs> just getting as much as he can. He's, he's like, like, he's like, he's like "I'll take two Kit Kats and, uh, and cash back. Yeah, cash he's like, back. cash back, cash back, <laughs> cash back, cash back. And then who got Vimo in here? Show hands. Who got Zell? Who got cash out? Got to diversify here. Uh, so when he did show up, he'd hit on every woman on set, uh, often taking them out to lunch and promising them parts in his next movie. Wow. <laughs> also, next movie. Can you imagine being on that set? They're handing out cash. <laughs> Everyone's changing costumes every 10 minutes because they have to be in a nightclub scene of like 500 people or something like that. And then you hear him say next film. And you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds right. Definitely. There's going to be a next It's like, film. I'm going to make you a star. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if star are getting made here. Well, what I love, for some reason, I also imagine when he's taking someone to lunch, it's like when he feels like it, meaning Paul's about to shoot a scene and he's like, where's where's my actress? Like he's he, like Bashar literally will take you to lunch whenever he thinks lunch is and it does not matter if a movie's being shot. She's at Nando's with him. <laughs> like, I'm gonna get you a sandwich. And then it's like, but it's like, we're making it's a movie. not giving production schedule. It's, it's not, not giving, giving call sheets. Exactly. You can't just show up and take someone away. Okay. Right. Because when is lunch? Y'all don't know. You don't know, Bashar. You ain't here. You ain't on the call sheet. Yeah, the call sheet, which is written crayon on the back of like, <laughs> yes. a, of, like used paper. Oh, yeah. It doesn't get sent out. You just no, show no. up and no. you read it. Like, like a um, like a casting Everybody gets list. a text. Yeah. Like, come at 5.30 a.m. <laughs> Full hair and makeup already done. Oh, yeah. You better have it done yourself. You better have it so, done We need all the daylight that we can get. <laughs> so additionally, Bashar told Paul that he had already shot footage in Iraq and that they could just use that for the war sequences. <laughs> but that footage never materialized. So he was just like, we what just go ahead. doing like, in Iraq? Just filming things. Oh, MI5. This guy is MI5 for sure. But he's what lying. He Bashar, but I'm saying like, Bashar is like, I'm a developer, but I went to Iraq to just film some war? Right. No, no. He was Remember there doing Bush something dirty. over there. there? I, when Bush had sent us over there uh, to find them weapons of mass destruction that we gave him, yeah. I got some B-roll. <laughs> <laughs> just because. Just because. I said, bring your camera. You never know what you might discover. Right. I knew I was going to need it. <laughs> oh, my God. And how does that work? None of the actors would be in those scenes. Correct. Correct. Maybe it's going to be dramatic flash. Oh, for sure. They're green screened in. And the green screen, it, you see like this giant halo of green around everyone. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the TikTok green screen. They're using the <laughs> straight off TikTok. And then a little bit of voiceover like, so it said, oh, ow. Like, I'm at war. <laughs> Crash. Ow, my leg. Right. It's like, don't die on me. <laughs> hey, it's Saddam. Hey, it's Saddam. <laughs> Oh, God. They meet Saddam. <laughs> no. So they made it do. Um, obviously, that footage never came, right? And they made do with a few Ikea potted palms and some makeshift market stalls in a rock quarry in a rural, <laughs> in rural southern England. So they just made, they decided to make something look like Iraq. I'm sorry. Can oh, you repeat yeah, that? I, if there's one thing that looks like Iraq, it's the English countryside. <laughs> They, 
Ikea potted plants. Yep. Or palm. Palm. And then some makeshift market stalls uh-huh. in a rock quarry in a real <laughs> southern yeah. Okay, so they said... We, they said some stalls. That's the bazaar. Mm-hmm. They, they said yeah. palms. Jesser. Yes. They said quarry. Jesser. Yes. We're shooting broad church for. <laughs> All we gotta do her is throw a little sepia on this bitch, a little bit of yellow that they like to do in foreign countries to subtly trick us into making us think that they're poor. Oh, just a little bit of that yellow, God. and everybody gonna think it's Iraq. So add some of that music. Have you ever seen that TikTok that's just like it adds on to like whenever they shoot something in Dubai and it starts off with someone like doing music like oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. and then people keep just adding on to the stereotype like it's hilarious. Um, but true, like it's like that's what yeah. Westerners do and it sucks. So still, almost a year after Bashar and Effa first decided to make a movie, Paul completed a landscape of lies on time. Under budget at $100,000. What? Having put roughly $20,000 of his own money into it. Now, if you had $124,000 in a budget and you came in under budget at $100,000, Johnny had two apples. Why are you spending your own money? Thank you. You better get that $24,000 and put that right in your bank account. What are you saying? Immediately. But you know why? It's because Bashar kept not showing up. That's $20,000 he was paying people out of pocket. Yeah. Every time he had to go to ATM. Yeah. And that $124,000, they just said that number. They didn't like haul up a truck and like 124,000 quid fell out. It was. Right. Because they were just giving him, like, it wasn't like, here's your budget, here's the money. They were like, what do you need? Toots. Like, they showing up, you're right, licking his thumbs (laughs) to pay for everything immediately. He's like, what did it cost today? What did it cost today? Five stogie in his mouth. Yeah. He's like, $5,000 today? Okay, I can get you that. I can get you that. It's very, I can get you that energy. I'll be back in 20 minutes. (laughs) What? So everyone was happy and the promotional materials and trailer were created. The film premiered at a few film festivals in Spain and Las Vegas and reportedly won a Silver Ace Award at the Las Vegas Film Festival. That's one of the, that, it goes Cannes and then it goes the the Las Vegas Film Festival. Those are the top two. Wow. Now, a spokeswoman from the festival has since claimed that it was a participation award. (laughs) And then... I got a participation palm door once. <laughs> and then she later claimed that they never actually screened the movie there at all. Oh. Okay. So perhaps Las so, Vegas Film Festival's a scam. Because you got to pay to enter. You got to pay to enter. Okay. Yeah. You got to pay your little entry fee and then maybe they send you an <laughs> award. I don't know. I had a 20-minute standing ovation when I showed my film at the Las Vegas one. At the Las Vegas and you got your participation. <laughs> all you need is the wreath. Like everybody's right. small film just got lots of wreaths from places that you've never heard exactly. of. Exactly. Exactly. They were like, it won out number one at Ohio Film Players uh, Festival Day. It's like the Paul's Backyard Indie Festival. The Tallahassee like, Film Crunch. It's like, okay, who's Paul? Is it real? Okay, it's a wreath. <laughs> Tallahassee Film Crunch and Paul's Backyard. <laughs> Literally. You could screen anything. Anything, like, anywhere, right? I can screen it. I mean, put a projector up against a white wall. We got to screen it. We screen it. So all that was left to sort out the money was like, was the money owed to Paul and the film like would be direct DVD release. Okay, they was they was about to have this in a gas station near you. Wait, <laughs> Judith, bring back up the uh, trailer. We got to see a little piece of the trailer. Yeah, we got to see a piece. It's definitely one of those films that's like in cellophane with one other film. 
in a big yes. thing in, in a, a gas station. Yeah, in a bin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a two for one for sure. And it's always on sale. Yeah. Yes. It's four ninety nine. <laughs> okay, let's see a little bit of a landscape of lies. Which looking at this trailer. Nah. This is I'm very confused by the movie poster. But no one. Okay, this is what they did in Europe. Or in England. Look, they did put the yellow filter on it. And our top story. A decorated hero, Hilt McAvoy, was found dead today. This guy's like Michael Mann. He's putting all these like (laughs) the police are doing. Boys. There's more than one one. what? Oh, serial killer. Serial killer. (laughs) He just said there was more than one. We were like, one what? He's like, murder. I'm sorry about last night. Is this the bisexual therapist? (laughs) I should have been there for him. Is she his therapist? Probably. She's a family torn apart. You and mom gonna get a divorce? There were kids in this movie. I can't take that chance. If Marcus gave us more time and I knew our family was solid, then I tell you she she having an affair. A villain. Oh, a villain seizes control. He the villain? Okay, rent a car. Oh, that's the rent a car. I don't watch games and movies. I'm the evil bastard they made. Four lives entwined by fate. One of them a bisexual therapist. (laughs) Was that the bisexual therapist? That's what it was giving. Can we just say we can hear every line? And we can see every frame. Okay, so he's really stepped it up. He's done the absolute minimum needed to create a film. He's a dead man. Ooh, explosion. Oh, okay, sexy in a club. We sexy. know she had to change outfits four minutes later. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. <laughs> oh, running. Okay, for outdoor some shots. Okay, time. Oh, the, that's that dancer again. Oh, he, he moved the papers off his desk <laughs> out of frustration. He was angry. Ooh. Oh, dead body. Ooh, you dead you just saw dead, dead body. body. Crying. Okay. Let's. Honestly, oh, did you do that or did the movie do that? I did that. Let's get my oh. escape of lies. <laughs> did the movie do that? No. They couldn't have no voiceover. That's why they had to put it on the screen. Lacey's going to be falling asleep tonight and she's going to hear in her ear, a landscape of lies. <laughs> Honestly, you kind of just haunted me with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was so haunting. Oh, you're right. They couldn't afford no VO. They got to have like just Clip. clips. Clip. Like a little clip art where they're like, this guy's the villain. There's four people. In a world where a movie costs $124,000 and you spend $20,000 <laughs> out of pocket. Oh my goodness. So in November of 2013, we're wrapping up here. Paul was visited by two investigators from Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs Ooh. with questions about Bashar and Elpha's taxes. Uh-oh. So my question is, my name is Paul. <laughs> Why you coming in my house asking about me about their taxes? Right? I'm not an accountant. I'm a I'm a see, bad writer-director that was hired. Right. I make horrible movies. Right. Sometimes have sound now. Yeah, don't bother me. Also, I've never seen a single British crime drama that stars, like, a tax revenue agent. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to go door to door. They said, talk to us about Bashar. You know him best. Right. You got any of his W-2s lying around? Why would I have that? Why would I have that? <laughs> he paid us in cash. I actually don't know his taxes, okay? He showed right, up with cash. EOD. He actually paid everything in cash, so we don't even have a pay stub to know anything about anything. Exactly. So Bashar 
and Alpha's production uh, companies evolved pictures A to Z and AB Productions. They really like letters. I know. A, Z, A, B. Well, which one is it? Because when you're scamming right. someone, you want it to be as innocuous as possible in the name. Yeah, it's got to be vague, 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 vague. It's got to sound like definitely a company, but like A, Z... And then you got A, B. Like, exactly. I feel like if we're going to Z, why are we going back to That's A, B? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not making sense. So I guess A, B productions is when he don't show up to set to pay you. <laughs> After Bashar is A, B. <laughs> right. <laughs> so productions and associated companies, right? These companies had been under investigation for quite some time. Well, that makes sense. So communication had been spotty between them and Paul. For a month, because Bashar and Alpha had been under arrest with three other men on suspicion of conspiracy to commit fraud. So before Paul was hired, A Landscape of Lies was reported as a $24 million film starring A-list actors. Uh-huh. And in the British film industry, any predominant British film with a budget below 20 million British pounds or $24 million is entitled to a cash rebate for up to $25,000. So the UK girlies were like, make a movie over here. We'll pay you to make the movie over here. But 25000 This is a very long scam for just twenty-five. dollars yeah, not much. Yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry. I said $25,000. I meant to say a rebate of 25%. Oh, okay. So they got 25% of $24 million. Million. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now that's a little worth scamming oh. for. That's worth scamming right. for. Yeah. I see, for making I see. a movie in the UK, they get 25% back. So they said, oh, we're making a $24 million movie with all the stars and um, <laughs> with Michael a very Kane. famous director. <laughs> with Michael Caine and a guy from EastEnders. Right. Mike, Michael is going to show up later. But <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to set everything out right now in Bournemouth so that we just make 25% back. Good. Right, of oh. 20 mil? Like, it sounds good. So under that law, Bashar and Elpa had already received $1.5 million in public tax money and film tax relief uh-huh. and were about to claim another $2.2 million when HMRC caught on, uh-huh. like, in the winter of 2011. So the government had already rent... Okay. So you mean to tell me, Bashar... You got us making this movie for 120k cuz you didn't give me that other uh, 24 or 100 100k, right? right? And then I'm paying 20 out of my own. You sh- maybe showing up and paying people. And you sitting on 1.2 million dollars. You could have at least minimum. Put, minimum. Minimum. Exactly. That's like what he at least got, let alone what he knew was coming or thought was coming. Where it's like you could have at least put 500 into the movie. You could have at least paid Paul back. Like do you know what I mean? Like, it's also just, to me, such a complicated... This is where, like... And I, Andy and I will, like, always be scrolling, you know, looking for something to watch. And there's so many movies where you're like, who made this, right? Movies you've never heard of with famous right. people that we always say, it's like, this must be a money laundering scheme. This must be oh. somebody being like, I want to put... I need to do something with this cash to move it around. Because right. how do you have a whole movie that, like, just ended up on Hulu? And was it came out four years ago and we never heard about it till now? I will bet that at least 30% of Hollywood is cartel money that they're just <laughs> oh, trying yeah. to, like, figure out what to do with. I mean, remember when that guy scammed, like, all of Thailand and then made Wolf of Wall Street and gave Leonardo DiCaprio, like, an Oscar that they repossessed and uh, no. gave somebody else a painting and a piano that they repossessed because it was, like, all stolen money from, like, a country? Wow. No. See, I gotta, I gotta tune in more to Scam Goddess get every episode yeah, in because I didn't know about that one. It was wild. So uh, they got the bag and then made Paul struggle made his Paul little heart. Struggle. Like, they why couldn't they a, afford I, more than 10 extras? 
thank you. Also, you didn't need to get no potted plant from Ikea. We could have really... could have flown to Iran. <laughs> we really could have flown everywhere. Wait, how did Her Majesty's Royal Tax Accountant catch on to the scam? So, though the multi-million dollar film never existed, Evolve Pictures created huge amounts of documentation trying to prove that they spent millions on the film. Expenses for talent liability alone exceeded the film's actual budget at $3.5 million. And list- they listed famous actors that had been supposedly consulted, including Michael Caine and Richard Burton, who died in 1984. <laughs> what? So- Someone who died? They had him on payroll. Richard Attenborough. <laughs> that is great. You got to. They, you can't put no dead person on payroll. That's the first problem. That's the. That's they how said they we got out. Judy Garland. <laughs> yeah. Well, check out my new movie with Fred Astaire. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's so good. Okay? Oh God, yeah. It's gonna be his comeback. <laughs> to life. But also to the movies. So this is wild. So Bashar created the impression that the film was funded by Jordanian investors. Oh, and y'all, when I said Thailand, I meant it was a Malaysian. Uh, They stole money from Malaysian people. I just wanted to fact check that. But so back to what we're talking about. So Bashar created the impression that the film was funded by Jordanian investors by moving money around a number of small companies he set up for himself. So when HMRC called the investors, it was actually Bashar on the phone. (laughs) In a a suspiciously inconsistent (laughs) Arab accent. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bashar, babe. Babe. You couldn't even keep that fake accent consistent. This is not for you. This is not where you need to be. This is not your skill. Scamming is not your skill. Ministry. I mean, it kind of is. He did do it for a little while, but the acting part, bruh. Like, how you gonna get on the phone? Like, you gotta have other people on the phone at the very least. Like, it's like, what are you saying to me that all the investors led back to him with an accent? Yeah, that's the equivalent. Like, I'm not doing an Arab accent. No, no, definitely not. I was gonna say me me doing like. Hello? Yes. Exactly. Yes. But you know he got to have a fake secretary first. So it's like, hi, welcome to EV Pictures. And then, oh, let me get my boss one moment. Do-do-do. Like, he makes, like, some walking sounds. Or he's got Tapping on the, he's on like, the table. Foley artist. Foley. <laughs> oh, my leg broke. And you hear him snap some celery in half. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mister. Literally. Hold on, my, uh, my wife's here, too. <laughs> right. So at this point, the only proof of, of any efforts made to create the film were seven minutes of test footage of actors reading out a script from Elfa's apartment. It seemed that Elfa and Bashar initially had the intention of actually creating a movie and went around asking for a lot of money before they caught attention. <laughs> so they decided to commission Paul and finish their movie in order to cover the tracks around like them scamming the British government, right? So they were hoping to pass a $124,000 film off as a $25 million <laughs> film. Honey, just from that trailer, that looked like it was $7.95. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know what they thought they was going to do. Right. It wasn't even given passion project. It like, not. I've seen better TikToks. I've seen better YouTubes. Like, come on I know now. it would have been better if it had been shot on an iPhone. It would have been better really? had it been shot on iPhone. Like, then at least could have got gave me the little... What's his name? Scott Jones or... Uh, Spike Jones. 
<laughs> I like Scott. <laughs> I got to respect. Uh, I got to put some respect on Spike. But yeah, he does stuff on iPhones exactly. sometimes. Come on now. So according to Paul, things seemed fishy from the start. But any opportunity I get, I'll make the film. If you worried about backstage politics, you'd never do anything. He's not wrong about that. <laughs> So we'll get through this a little uh, quickly. This is a long one. So the sentencing. Though not all the details are known, um, it's possible that Bashar and Elfa are up to take the fall from the very beginning of their partnership. So he encouraged her to set up evolved pictures and ensure that it was her signature on almost all the paperwork. Bashar Bashar was setting her up. Wow. But still sleeping with her sister? That's the other thing I want to know, too. Is the sister still in the be fucking my sister and setting me up for prison? That ain't right. Like you getting family coochie exactly. and you set me up to go to the clink. Right. Absolutely oh, no. not. Oh, no. That's egregious. So initially it seems like Alpha really believed that uh he had the millions to make the film dream come true. And she crossed the line much further down. So she thought this was legit. And she's making all these companies and signing all her name on all the checks. And um it turns out, you know, later on it was sketchy, but by that time she already in, so she was like, Let's do a little crime, cause like what else I got to do today? <laughs> She's like, I want to substitute teach these kids. Right. She's like, I'm going to hate these kids. Are any of their signatures on anything? (laughs) The children. (laughs) She got the kids to sign. She was like, practice your penmanship right here. We're going to practice our cursive today, guys. (laughs) Everyone sign at the bottom of your form. But when that happened, like when she actually started doing crime, it's kind of up for debate, according to Sarah Clark, a production manager who was the person to eventually report Alpha and Bashar. Ooh. Damn, she snitched. So Sarah was hired a year before Paul and was shocked at the lack of professionalism evolved pictures displayed, such as not having an office. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a vibe, girl. You a property developer, Bashar. You can develop an office? Come on, one office? You can't even get a WeWork? They can't go to Starbucks? <laughs> nothing? So, and Elfa was constantly changing the film's budget by millions. So she was like, today we got 20 million, okay? <laughs> we actually don't have that no more. We got 3 million. <laughs> I'm waiting for Bashar to come back and we'll see what we got today. <laughs> he comes back and his pockets full, like bulging <laughs> with cash and coins. Bashar got to go pay the uh, crew and cast. And then when he comes back, I'm going to tell you what, how much we got. <laughs> so... Sarah was... <laughs> why did they do this? So at some point, Elfa approached Sarah about developing an animated film adapted from a children's story that Sarah was writing about Robin Hood. But when they met to negotiate, Elfa's associate actually was Bashar in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's me, Bashar. Wait, I mean, uh... <laughs> Yashar. Yashar, that's... Wait, now. My wife's Bashar, here, too. Bashar, why your mustache oh, coming off? Why is your mustache coming off, Bashar? What's going on? She's got a mustache underneath. (laughs) Two different mustaches. So he offered her only $6,200 for her story and verbally assaulted her when she refused. God damn. Out of his damn mind. What are they doing? You didn't even finish the first movie. Stop trying to take on new movies. Y'all haven't gotten this one right. You have extras changing into prop costumes to make a party look bigger. 
Right, like, bro, bro, yeah. please be so for real. Imagine John Wick, but like they only have 10 extras in the nightclub scene. So they're constantly, all right, we're going to have to do all the murders again. Now with 10 extras now further, like 10 feet further behind. Imagine taking where he does all them neck chops on the guys who come at him one by one. So he got to kill them with the neck chop and then they got to get back up and jump back into the place. They, okay, they fall to the floor out of frame. Yeah, then they roll they out of frame. They roll, they roll around. Put on a different hat <laughs> and come in again. Yeah. Get up and fight him again. Yeah. Like the Ted guy's now wearing a sombrero. It's like, are they right. in the Czech Republic? What's going on? Why are they wearing all these different hats? <laughs> but also, like, how you gonna cuss me out because I don't want to get a part of your scam? He was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Excuse me? He's like, um, y'all. Why you don't get involved in crime with me? <laughs> Thank you. So Sarah was upset that, you know, Alpha, whom she considered a friend, hadn't defended her. And she realized that she it might have been a setup to, for her to take the fall for the financial mismanagement of what was then called Landscape of Lives. So this was before Paul, right? Before the V so were, was removed. Right. So they were like, we want you to get involved. And they did, kind of did the same thing to Paul, where it was like, animated film. Exactly. And then they were like, just kidding. It's Landscape of Lives. <laughs> And it feels like they wanted her to sign some shit and just be like, don't read that. Exactly. Not too much reading, babe. Exactly. <laughs> Not too much on that reading, okay? You just go ahead and put that Sarah, put it, write it down. <laughs> See, Naomi, it's important to read everything. You have to read. You're right. Yeah, You're that's right. how Andy, you said that. So a week after the meeting, Sarah reported the duo to Crime Stoppers before she could get caught in the windfall. This led to a year-long investigation by HMRC while Paul had a grand time making the dupe film. So Paul over here <laughs> living his dreams. Right. Sarah over here giving up every piece of paperwork she has. <laughs> oh, poor Paul. So note, Crime Stoppers Trust is an independent crime-fighting charitable organization in the United Kingdom. Oh. What? I didn't know they were independent. I know. Well, here, isn't it like you call them if you see something and it just goes to your local police station or something? Yeah. Like, how y'all just gonna be professional snitches? Like, the fuck? You know what? Bless them. I love it. Charitable? Charitable. You call them for free. You go, hey, I saw something. And they said, we own it. That's better. They should call themselves Crime Stoppers Bureau because they actually doing something. <laughs> right. That sounds good. Yeah. Everyone in America that's like an independent one is just some dumb racist. Right. right. A vigilante justice. <laughs> you just want to shoot people. Exactly. You're weird. <laughs> Weird as fuck. So Alpha Bashar eventually caught when the government realized, like, despite their best efforts, they had no $24 billion movie. So Alpha pleaded guilty on the first day of the trial. Wow. Damn. On the first day. I know. Someone's like, why don't you just take a plea before? And I was like, you waste. Everybody got gathered here. And you were like, I did it. I'm sorry. She, wanted she to pulled the, the Tory lanes. She went to see the power of She wigs. said, Rock Nation will pay for this. And then she got in there and was like, oh, oops. I'm very guilty. Oops, I'm so sorry. I'm very guilty. Anyways, where's where's the jail? <laughs> I'll see myself out to the jail. Yes. I'm going to be out here waiting for y'all to take me to the jail. So Bashar, Bashar maintained his innocence because oh, of course he did. Of course he did. So he served six and a half year sentence while Alpha got four years and eight months. I feel like Alpha, you could have thrown him under the bus harder because she really should have. She really should have thrown him under the bus. She could have gotten two, give him a full eight. I'm surprised they got convicted at all. Well, the UK, you know why? Because you tried to take Her Majesty's money. Uh, yeah. Right? If this hadn't been a government funding uh -huh. situation, you know, the ma Her Majesty said, absolutely not. Like, listen, like, my face on these coins. So, <laughs> that's know. Lizzie's I stole this. Listen, I stole everything I got from Native people, uh, but now it's mine. Exactly. <laughs> about my to rob face me. is on that money. You, you ain't about to, about to rob me. That's what they said. That's why. If it had not been that, there's no way. 
Right. Elizabeth was like, I do the robbing <laughs> around here. <laughs> okay. I got to look, you see the British Museum? That's all the shit we stole. Like, don't play. <laughs> don't play with us. So, I also, I was like, girl, you should have just immediately, I would have been like, I'll wear a wire. <laughs> exactly. I would have, I would have been like, I am a substitute teacher. I don't even know right. what's happening. Bichard, I was like, Bichard's with my sister and I just said I wanted to make movies. Like, I would have, I mean, do what you do best, white lady. Start crying and yes. say a man hurt you. Sell him up the river, Sell James. Him. Sell okay. him. Does that work in the UK? Sell. I think so. I think so. I'm like, just for any time, like, oh, like, I was like, just be like, I am, I am a victim. I'm surprised. I'm surprised she actually yeah. got four and eight, four years, eight months. That's a lot. Because she could have just been like, what? That's crazy. He never let me see the bank accounts. Exactly. What y'all, <laughs> what y'all want me to do? So three others, Tariq Hassan, Ian Sherwood, and Osama al-Baghdadi, received sentences of three and a half to four years. We ain't never heard about them people. Well, so and I said, if he had associates, then why did he have to put on fake voices? Wait, I was going to say, are those all of Bashir's <laughs> other personalities? <laughs> those are all. I'm like, what are you? I was like, you was over here doing voices and disguises, and you got three other friends? Yeah, why you ain't just put them on the phone? <laughs> it's Girl, me, tripping. Bashir. I mean, Ian. I mean, Osama. <laughs> uh, uh, Damn it. I got to hang up now. I'm going to call you back. <laughs> so the $1.5 million of public money was never recovered. Oh, wow. And as of 2016, Elfa planned to create a film about the film's drama. No. Sh- babe, get out of the film game. Babe, get out of the film industry. Get out of the game. Get out right now. They should not even let you buy cameras. Like, you should... <laughs> That should be a part of your probation. It's like you can't get nowhere near microphones, cameras. Yeah, we won't even booms. let you have a smartphone. You have a flip phone for life. You can't make right. nothing. Nothing. No no things. So Paul Knight received the rights to A Landscape of Lives <laughs> and re-edited it for re-release. He's still trying to put this oh, movie out. Man. He's mostly recently co-produced a Danny Trejo action film called Renegades. Okay. Ooh. That is a real person. Okay. That's a step That's up. Danny Trejo. Okay. Also co-produced. Okay. He, look, he knows how to work on a shoestring budget. Just don't let him write it or direct it. If you want it to be visual or oral at all. Aud- audio. Uh, audible. Audible. <laughs> visible okay yeah, if you want those things but if you don't care about that in a the film then he's your guy oh yeah he could put it all together he's like okay i could do it he's like i could make this a warehouse party just give me four people and 12 hats <laughs> he could do this okay <laughs> i got you all right well that brings us to the saddest part of the show the end where i have to let andy and naomi go but before we do this is a long one y'all um <laughs> forgive me or maybe you know it's a delight um, to see you i hope we didn't so good make to it too y'all. long but i have so excited no we had to get the wedding we had to get that out. <laughs> we had to get it out. It was. A- I knew that we needed to work through that. <laughs> you are a wonderful bisexual therapist. Thank you so Thank much. You. Okay, it's really that's what's carrying the podcast is the bisexuality. <laughs> <laughs> so, scammer of the week. We're talking about a charlatan. Maybe we love him. Maybe we hate him. Influencers Ariel and Brandon Sharnas have been accused of embezzlement and failure to pay suppliers and employees. Can I body Ariel- shame these guys? Absolutely. Go off. <laughs> Uglies. Uh, <laughs> Just uglies. <laughs> Just general insults. Like exactly. nothing pointed. No real, yeah. Right. I don't like y'all faces. So influ- like these two influencers, Ariel, she founded a clothing company, right? Called Something Navy, a line that sells elevated basics. I know oh, that's she's, right. she's an elevated basic. Thank you. <laughs> That's a good one, Annie. Point score, <laughs> points on the scoreboard. Uh, yeah, so it's giving like 
coastal chic or like, you know, the girls are trying to give quiet luxury. $65 you know? for a crew neck tee, y'all. A plain yeah. white t-shirt. You need to go to Old Navy and get 10 for five. That looks like a That's prison quiet luxury. That luxury is like, hello. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, rich people were like, as soon as brokies could start getting a label, they were like, That's so gauche. I can't believe you, you have a Gucci logo. No, I'm no, wearing no. a $10,000 burlap sack. Exactly. No, exactly. no, this is all sold to Nouveau Riche. Well, this, yeah. right. But this is the thing. But, this, but like, this whole idea, too, though, I feel like I see so many ads on Instagram for this type of clothing, right? Which is the like neutrals. Plain. It's the Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yes. It's Hanes with a markup. Yeah. Yes. And Gwyneth is selling the girls these these things. Uh-huh. She's selling any and everything. And I love it. She just became QVC. She was like, I'm done acting. I'm about to sell these bitches things. <laughs> Creams. A $5,000 infrared spa. <laughs> love it. She really do sell that. Wow. So back in December, the rumors were spreading on social media that Brandon had personally embezzled from the company and that the couple were getting a divorce. So they were together. Mm. They were married. Andy, have you embezzled from Naomi yet? That's Think a very good it. question. Why don't we handle that on the record? Well, I mean, <laughs> what do we call embezzlement these days, right? <laughs> Andy, put on a voice. Call your associates in here. Uh, for, I'm just going to have my attorney talk for the rest of the time, okay? <laughs> okay. Hey, it's, it's me, Bashir. And, uh, I'm Andy's attorney. Your attorney's also Bashir. Wait, no. Bashar? <laughs> Oi, it's me, Ian. Oh, wow. Not Oi. Oh, no. So while the rumors have been denied by the couple, they've continued to face accusations of non-payment amid declining sales and an exodus of employees. So the girls were like, we're leaving the Navy. Mm -mm. We're getting discharged immediately. (laughs) So reportedly this year alone, at least 22 employees have left the company with 28 full-time employees remaining. Damn, y'all doing Twitter numbers. Y'all really losing (laughs) y'all company. So in a statement since release, CEO Matthew Scanlon, Scan, Scanlon? This looks like Scamlin, which makes sense. Scamlin? It's in his name? Yeah, it's it's actually an N, but I'm going to just say Scamlin because that feels right. <laughs> and he's a Matthew, and I told you those are scams. So <laughs> he said, the employees may have decided that the startup was not the right environment for them at this time. Which mm. I understand, because, like, if you're not giving me money, like, that's not the right environment That's not a right me. work environment for me, one in which I do not get paid. You better pay me in cash at the end of the day, at the very <laughs> right. least. At the very least, if you want me to come at back tomorrow. At the very least. So he was referring to delayed payments and being a normal in a startup environment. No, you got to pay people, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you don't, sounds like you can't afford to have that many employees. So at the same time, Ariel posted about her and her family vacationing across the globe on social media. Mm-hmm. But they ain't got no money. Mm-mm. for y'all but they do have money you know for like Coachella and for like Yacht Week in Croatia right. but not for y'all <laughs> so while Brandon and Ariel reported like reportedly are still together uh, there's been no formal charges of embezzlement right now so the government has not gotten involved and no further efforts have been made by the company to address vendors or ex-employees so mm-hmm. they just said we just gonna like put our pages on private <laughs> see that's what doing a scam in America is we saw right, a scam right, right. in a Britain versus a scam in America. Scam in America is wait, you didn't rip off anyone wealthy, right? Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, okay, yo, yo, go, go crazy. Oh, the poor? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Like even 
Elizabeth, Lizzie, one of the most prolific scammers and her turtlenecks, um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes, she is going to jail for ripping off rich people. Right. She's yeah. not going to jail for, like, you know, giving poor cancer patients, like, bad information right. about their no. blood, right. you know. Of course uh, not. Right. <laughs> their, their, their blood tests. Yeah. yeah <laughs> She's yeah, going yeah. for stealing from Richie's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's but the real Walgreens part. was like, lock her up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are the vibes. But, oh, we've reached the end of a fantastic episode. We always ask on this podcast, where would you like to be found? Where people can listen to you, watch you, everything. This, I think I'm only really doing much on Instagram nowadays. I've entered my Reels era, so <laughs> join me there. I've been forced to post clips. I've been forced to post clips at Black Dress Comedy. Of course, you can see Naomi on season three, like you said, of uh, of the stand-ups on Netflix. Uh, listen yes. to our podcast, Couples Therapy, where we uh, talk to our, our favorite people and then give advice to listeners. Andy also has a podcast called Beginnings, where he interviews creative people about their process their relationship to creativity i also have another podcast called i love a lifetime movie this is a three podcast household we still okay? can't afford property so we just keep it in hustling we keep it in hustling so visit us and support the hustle Lacey, you're a dream thank you so oh, much you too are a dream oh thank you so much for coming on the show as always if you want to snitch on your friends and family, I don't think I said this earlier. Scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired so we don't fuck up your bag. Amen. If you want to write in a letter or tell us how you're scamming the bridal industry, like, please pull up scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. If you want to see these pictures of these people that we were shaming and uh, who are so ugly and some are not, uh, scamgoddesspod on Instagram. And if you want to follow me and my shenanigans, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. Congregation. Stay basharing. Get out there and do an accent for the girls. <laughs> Wear a disguise. Show up somewhere in disguise. I've never done that. Scam Goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. The Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our recording engineer is Abby Aguilar. And our audio editor is Jesse Karen. Research for the show is done by Kaylin Brand. Stay scamming. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.